Break out the calculators, nerds. We're doing the number side of D&D today. Beginner's Basics to Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Evan Kaufman, and I'll be your Dungeon Master for this session. In this weekly show, we're focused on helping newcomer players and Dungeon Masters get into the very basics of 5th edition D&D. This week, I felt the need to make a quick episode because I've been mentioning something in passing that needs its own episode, that being ability score modifiers. Let's roll. In D&D, ability scores are the numerical language we use to quantify a character's skill and natural talent in certain areas. Constitution for toughness, charisma for general charm and persuasive ability, and so on and so forth. But what's the actual statistical bonus between numbers? Modifiers in D&D are calculated using a simple mathematical rule. 10 is what is considered the most basic, neutral value in a set of numbers. So, for instance, if a character has, say, 10 in their strength, they're considered average. But for every two numbers a score is away from 10, that is considered either a plus 1 or a plus 2. For example, then, a 12 and a 13 are plus 1, a 14 and a 15 are plus 2, and so on and so forth until your number caps out at 20. It goes in the opposite way as well. 9 and 8 are a negative 1, 5 and 6 are a negative 2, etc., etc., With the idea in mind, then, of how numbers work, I want to take the rest of this episode to talk about something that I don't generally feel like newbie D&D players get talked to about enough, and that is how you can use your ability score numbers to communicate something about your character. Let's look at two examples here. I've rolled up two different characters, both at level one, but built drastically different from each other based on their lifestyles and their upbringing. First up, we have Waylon. Waylon is an absolute unit of a bugbear fighter, standing over seven feet tall and weighing nearly 400 pounds, which, he'll tell you, is mostly solid muscle mass. Needless to say, given his physical traits and life being seen as a monstrous being, Waylon is a formidable bounty hunter, and he's always itching to take his next job, no matter the risks. Sitting pretty opposite of our hairy friend is Lady Thoma of House Blackkeeper. Thalma likes to think of herself as a scholar more so than the dainty daughter of the influential human lord, Garen Blackkeeper. She mostly uses his money as a means of funding her own archaeological pursuits. Her studies have helped her to uncover lost civilizations and long-forgotten gods. Gods who have taken notice of her and have offered her power and knowledge beyond that which her father could ever provide. As such, she has consigned herself within a blood pact to these great old ones becoming a warlock. But ignore all that backstory I just dumped on you for now. Let's break down these characters into their numbers, their stats, which I of course rolled because manual rolling is the best. First is Waylon. His strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma are 16, 10, 13, 13, 13, and 15, in that order. Different D&D races also provide different bonuses. For example, an orc is going to be stronger than a gnome, and a gnome is going to be smarter than an elf. As a bugbear, then, Waylon gets a plus 2 to his strength, putting him at an 18, and a dexterity bonus of plus 1, putting that at an 11. Waylon's a strong boy, not necessarily the most nimble guy due in part to his quote-unquote rippling musculature, but nevertheless not someone to be screwed around with, because his muscular is, in fact, 
Rippling. Thalma, on the other hand, has her strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma at 12, 15, 9, 17, 11, and 12, respectively. This is actually slightly better than what I rolled because humans in D&D don't get special powers or innate abilities like the other races do, so instead, at character creation, every stat gets a plus one. Thalma's pampered upbringing means that she's not necessarily the most physically tough person in the world, but being a scholar at heart means that she has been blessed with an abundance of intellect. But intellect and dedication alone a good warlock does not make, and she has a long way to go before she's really useful to her patrons. You understand how considering these things about a character's background informs where their stats should go. I typically try to focus on this part of character creation by imagining the one thing that my character is really good at or really bad at, and trying to put my highest stat there or my lowest stat there, depending on what I'm thinking of. Now, you don't have to do this, because roleplay may not be what is the most important thing in your group. With my current group, we tend to focus on roleplay, but if you were to go to a group like the one I played with in high school, with a character like Thalma, a warlock who doesn't have an ungodly charisma score off the bat, I shudder to imagine. Just be wise and do what it is that you feel like is right, and keep your character's backstory in mind. Well, anyways, that's basically it. Thank you all so very much for tuning in to listen. If you have any feedback you'd like to give me regarding the show, please shoot us an email and get in touch at beginningbasically at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be talking about fighters. On that note, safe travels, adventurers, and peace.